Folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Utari, and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And what we mean by spiritual growth is this. First and foremost, it's our growth in relationship to God. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, and our uh, relationships with one another. What we're going to do today in this episode is something that I've been looking forward to for a long time. There's a uh, special guest that we have in this particular podcast episode. His name is Jay Slife. Now, Jay and I go back over 30 years, and uh, if he wants to share a little bit about some of the earlier days, that's fine. But uh, where things are currently, Jay is part of a group of individuals that make up a very significant demonstration of what God is doing on planet Earth right now. And we've been talking about that, how that is increasing as we speak, meaning the presence of God, his manifestation, <clears throat> excuse me, by the way, uh, both Jay and I are dealing with a little bit of some allergies here at springtime in Florida. So if you hear us clearing our throats, what we're going to do is this. I'm going <clears> to <throat> clear my throat right now <clears> and <throat> say, excuse me. Because uh, that's going to be the last time I'm going to say excuse me. <laughs> and then we'll just clear our throats and you can understand what's going on. Okay. So anyway, um, there's a global thing going on. And Jay is part of that. As well as there's a ministry covering that he provides for us at Life Around the Fire. Because if you have authority, you got to be under authority, man. And just the kingdom way it works. And so Jay... And Free Indeed Ministries provides that for us. So it's a real treat for me to have Jay here. We're doing it live. We're spending some time visiting in Destin, Florida right now. And so it's beautiful weather outside. If you hear a dog bark, squirrels running around, whatever, that's uh, because we're doing it live. And so I think that covered it, man. And, uh, you know, in the end, if there's anything we've got to wrap up pertaining to any other info about Jay and I think about it, that'll be great. But right now... This is my dear friend and the person who provides some really cool spiritual covering for this fellowship ministry, uh, Jay's Life. Thank you, David. Hello, folks. It's a pleasure for me. It's an honor for me to be able to share from my heart a few things that the Lord is bringing. Hopefully can be of benefit to you. <clears throat> and there we have it. Excuse me. I've been walking with the Lord for... Just over 43 years, been married for 47, one wife, four grown children, four adult children, three grandchildren, 
all know the Lord and walk with him pretty close. And so it's just been a real a real positive thing to know Jesus all these years to to be able to just be with him and just understand and grow deep with him. It's a it's a it's a blessing. It's a privilege. And so what I'll try to do today is bring a few thoughts that the Lord has given me that have to do with growing closer to him. And uh, hopefully it can be a benefit to you. I sat in a classroom one time in a graduate school environment, <clears throat> and there was uh, probably 25 students. Most of them had just graduated from some undergraduate thing, so now they've stepped into a graduate program, and they're young, and they're excited, and they want to get on with life. They want to get on with Jesus and their ministry. And this professor was teaching a class called Leadership in the Church. She was an adjunct professor. She was a full-time senior pastor at a, at a local church, and she saw an opportunity to help some people get their leadership style well-defined so that they could walk it out. So the, the, the curriculum of the class was something along the lines of, we're going to read these five books, and we're going to write these five papers, and we're going to ask and answer these 25 questions. <clears throat> and by the time the semester is over, you will have formulated for yourself your leadership style, your leadership pattern, your leadership um, way of managing, and which is all sounds wonderful, but it's not biblical at all. So after class was over, I approached her. I was the I was the senior uh, senior citizen as far as um, students. Everybody was probably. 20, 25 years younger than I at the time. She wasn't, but the rest of the students. And so I just approached her gently, and I asked her several questions. I said, what about, what about the reality of lordship, where Jesus is Lord, and we follow him? And so he is actually our leader, and we are his servants, and we follow his directives and get our leadership patterns and styles from that. Are we going to talk about that? Is that part of the class? And she looked at me like, what are you asking? She didn't understand the question. She didn't understand where I was coming from, which I don't, I'm not being critical of her. But there's the problem, at least in my mind. There is the problem of leadership in the church at large. She's trying to help us develop a system, develop a program, develop a, a pattern that we can follow through the course of our ministry from young to old that will work for us and that we can, we can fall back on that pattern in all situations. But that's not reality. That is not life. That is not life in the kingdom. That isn't life in marriage and family. That's not life in so many different things in ministry because things don't fit in a box like that. And so <clears throat> what I was thinking, I didn't say this to her, but what I was thinking is it seems to me that this class is actually backwards. What we should do is spend one session studying other leadership styles so we have some kind of an understanding as to what's going on around there but then spend the rest of the semester learning how to hear the voice of God. Wow, that's great. 
because at the end of the day, if he's my king, if he's my Lord, if he's my leader, and I'm called on to follow, then I do well to hear his voice. If I can't hear his voice, then I don't know where I'm going. He's the one that said, my sheep hear my voice. But that presumes that they're listening. He's talking. He's, he's, he's not constantly, but continually communicating and talking to our minds, to our hearts, into our circumstances and situations. If we're looking for him, if we're listening for him, he, that's how he leads. But if we're so caught up in our own methodology or some system that we've plugged into that is really more traditions than it is anything else, then we're going to have a hard time hearing that voice. And if we can't hear his voice, then we aren't really being led by him. What are we being led by? We're being led by our own understanding. Well, Proverbs says, lean not on your own understanding. Because when I lean on my understanding, it's biased, and it's limited, and it, it, it doesn't see the whole of things. He does. His ways are not my ways. His ways are not our ways. They're far above our ways. And yet he comes to us and is willing to help us in terms of leadership, in terms of what do we do in this situation? How do we manage that? Where are we going from here? He has all those answers. Ours would, is best when we learn how to wait, when we learn how to be patient, when we learn how to be in a position where we can hear him speak to us and direct our path. We planted a church a number of years ago. David was the senior pastor of a church, and we planted out of that 100 miles east. And so for a long time, it was just we were just in intercession, praying into that community and praying for the Lord to lead us. And, and what do you want to do here? <clears throat> and at one point, he said, I want you to go over there and stand on a hill. Well, I'd never actually been to the community. I've driven past it a number of times. That was my first opportunity to visit it. And I went over and discovered there's a lot of hills in that town. And so I, I finally settled in on one hill, and I stood there. It was in the evening hours. I stood there for 90 minutes. And for 90 minutes, the Lord gave me insights into the community, insights into the history of the community, into some of the things that were a part of this community's past that had effect on people and had, 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 had effect on the direction that the community went down through the course of time, gave me insights into the spiritual condition, gave me insights from, from his word as to how to approach, how to apply him and his heart into the people of this community. I took a lot of notes. That was a powerful, powerful time. Well, I wouldn't have been able to plant that church and succeed in that environment at all, except that the Lord spoke to me. I've got a dog in the background who's a wonderful dog, but gets a little nervous when people walk by. So that's what that's all about. She'll actually, see. actually, actually, with me in the background. Don't yeah. <laughs> She'll settle back down and we'll be good. The point I'm trying to make is if I put myself in that position, which I did, then, then I can hear his voice and I can follow his lead. And then whatever it looks like, it's going to be successful based on his measure of success. 
Now, was it successful in my measure? Well, that's debatable. Maybe, maybe not. But because I've said yes to him and I'm following his lead, then however it comes down for a day or a week or a decade or whatever it is, it's going to come down the way that he wants it to come down. He's going to be able to, to, to do what he wants to do in the lives and the hearts of the people that are part of the fellowship, that are part of the community. It all comes back to hearing his voice. It all comes back to lordship. Lordship is something that doesn't get talked about. Lordship is something that, that is conveniently ignored inside the system or the programs of most every ministry. Because lordship requires that I submit. Lordship requires that I yield. That it's no longer me that's in charge. But I've, I've, I've come to a place where I am voluntarily yielding myself to the King of Kings, to the Lord of Lords. If I can get there, then I will be as close to him as is humanly possible, which is his objective. He created us. Why? He created us for relationship. You know, you, you, you want to condense the whole of it down into a, into a nutshell... He created humanity to be the bride of his son, spiritual bride. Jesus is bridegroom. The body of Christ is the bride. He created us for that purpose. Not even for himself, but for his son. So he, he, he at some point, is coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. Well, I don't know about you, but I know about me, and I've still got a lot of spots and a lot of wrinkles. The point I'm trying to make is over the course of time, theologically it's called sanctification, over the course of time he is improving and perfecting and, 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 and restoring and renewing and reestablishing me and all of us, if we're willing to say yes to this, reestablishing me into being that person, that human that is walking as close to him as is humanly possible. Now, I don't always arrive at that point. I make mistakes. <clears throat> Matter of fact, I make a lot of mistakes. His grace, his mercy, his patience, his tenderness, his kindness, all of the fruits of the Spirit, which are part of his personality, they're all in play in all of that. <clears throat> the point isn't how am I performing. The point is how am I learning to listen and yield and submit to him. And the more I do that, the closer I get to him, the more he is my Lord, the more I am his servant, and the deeper and deeper we get personally in relationship between us. That's, that's the goal. That's the focus. That's why we're here. That's what he wants us to be. Because when we're in that spot where we can hear him that closely, then we can be of full service to him. We're hearing. We're tuned in. We're aware of his presence, not just on occasion, not just, you know, on a Sunday morning or a Saturday night or Tuesday afternoon or whatever, but all the time. We're not living from one service to the next or one event to the next. No, we're living in him all the time. We're resting in him. We're trusting in him. We're abiding in him. It's all relational. 
It's all intentional on his end. We tend to just take a little piece of God and run with it. Well, I got this word, or I got this instruction, or I got this revelation out of the word, or whatever, and here I go, Lord. Got that? I got it. Here I go, and we run, and we take off running to try to make it happen. That's human nature. We've all made that mistake over and over again. <clears throat> and there he sits saying, wait a minute, I had more to share. <laughs> I, I had more to give. I had more to offer. I had more instruction, more direction, more time with you that we could spend together. And then we'll run together instead of you just taking off on me. Can we learn to just wait on him and recognize that we don't take off until he takes off? Now we got something. Now he's spoken into our hearts. Now he's, now he's, he's brought a, a, a compassion, a, a passion, an energy, a, a, a fervor for him in the context of living this life. Now let's run with him in that. And then whatever ministry comes out of that will bear the fruit that he wants it to bear. You know, the biggest mistake I ever made in, in, in ministry, and I have made many, the biggest mistake was in I've been involved in five different church plants, and the fourth one is where I made my biggest mistake. We started off on a very positive note. There was probably, I don't know, it didn't matter. There was, our living room was overfull with people, 40 people, 50 people, whatever it was. And we're, we're working from there, and there's a grade school down the street, and they had a, a, a a cafeteria area that we can use and we can have a, a corporate, you know, church thing going on there if we so chose, you know, rent it out on a weekly basis. And things are really, there's just a sweet, deep, intimate presence in my living room with all these people all the time that we're getting together. But I had it in my mind that we needed to be in that school. And so I turned things to a place where we collected the monies we needed and off we went, got the equipment that we needed, sound system, yada, yada, all the things, and moved into that school. And we no sooner got in that school than a heavy depression came on me and the whole thing took a nosedive. And that was the end of it. Well, what happened there? That's Jay getting ahead of the Lord. That's Jay getting this piece, this, this, this vision that God has given me about this particular uh, fellowship, this particular church plant thing that we're doing, and then I grab it and run with it, and it fell on its face. I fell on my face, and so did everybody else. And, of course, they all scattered, and that's the end of it. <clears throat> I got ahead of God. Now, I've gotten ahead of God before, but that was the biggest mistake I've ever made in ministry. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that had we stayed in my living room yeah. and just followed the Lord's lead in all of that, we may never have been in that school. It might have just been in a you know couple dozen different living rooms. Who knows what it would have been? But the point is that I took it and I ran with it. I got ahead of God, and he's sitting there waiting, and there I go. So... And he's patient enough with me and loves me enough that he's, you know, he, I fell on my face and I come crawling back to him and it's all good and he's going to love on me and help me to work through that. My point, let's just learn. Let's just learn to wait. Let's just learn to trust. Let's just learn to allow 
the Lord and the King of the universe to do what it is that he wants to do in terms of leading the charge, in terms of actually being Lord. Can we do that? That was, uh, you know how sometimes there's, uh, there's some good talk that takes place, and that's good. Nice efforts and all that. And then there are other times where there's um, something that comes to us from a person, but it's actually from God. Uh, there are some things that were communicated from Jay today that at least, uh, if not more, at least a dozen people who've heard this have been able to identify with something significant in here. And so, Jay, I'm going to ask that you lead us in the point of prayer, and then I'll just go ahead and cap it off from there. Absolutely. Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for your kingship. We thank you for your lordship. We thank you that you created it all, that it's all in your hands, that you know absolutely and, and emphatically what's up and where things are going, and you have all of it in control just so appreciative of you in that. And I pray in that that you'd help us. That you'd help us to simply learn how to breathe deep and rest and trust. That you'd help us to learn to hear your voice over and over and better and better day by day and become more in tune and then more receptive to who you are and to what it is that you're saying to us. Lord, we want to, we want to break towards you. We want to submit towards you. We need your help in that. We want to become vessels that are yielded to you, Lord Jesus. Yes. Lord, help us there. We yes. need help. Yes. Our flesh doesn't do that very well. Yes. It doesn't do it well at all, naturally. But your spirit in us yeah. can and does. Yeah. Help us there, Lord. Yeah. That we might become sweeter and deeper and richer in you every day for the rest of our lives. Thank you for that in Jesus' name. All right, folks, I want to thank you for tuning in again. And um, if you have uh, any thoughts, questions, concerns, you know, just want to drop us a line. We would love to hear from you. Uh, you can do it at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. Life Around the Fire is all one word, all lowercase letters, lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. Once again, uh, we would love to hear from you. In the meantime, God bless you. Adios, amigos.